Welcome to World Live. We're so glad you join us today. We want to continue on the gifts of the Spirit, and today let's take a look at the working of miracles. We'll start in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of knowledge for the same Spirit, to another the word of wisdom through the same Spirit, to another the word of knowledge for the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. The working of miracles is what we want to look at today. And the working of miracles is a supernatural manifestation of the Holy Spirit to work a miracle. These only happen as the Holy Spirit wills. It is a supernatural act of God, but He uses us to work miracles. And we have to go under His direction, by His inspiration, by His will, by His knowledge, and act upon what He tells us to do, and then these things manifest. All the gifts of the Spirit are manifestations of the Holy Spirit. There are not one, there is not one gift, I should say, there is not one gift that's not a manifestation of the Spirit of God. And if we try to manifest those ourselves, then we can yield ourselves over to familiar spirits and let the flesh try to do something that we think is the Holy Spirit and there won't be any manifestation and won't be any fruit from it. So let's make sure that when we do these things that we're hearing the voice of God, obeying His actions as He wants us to obey Him, and and we will see these things manifest. You see, a miracle is a supernatural intervention in the course of nature. It's a temporary suspension of the accustomed order, an interruption of the system of nature as we know it, and it's operated by the Holy Spirit as He wills. All these things that take place are supernatural, and the way to tell if it's a miracle or not, it's, uh, it is not something that naturally happens in uh, nature. That will, but it's an intervention of the course of nature. It is something that uh, is supernatural. Uh, let's take a look at Luke chapter 7, and we'll start in verse 11. Now let's look at uh, some supernatural manifestations of the Holy Ghost in Jesus Christ's ministry. And we'll have to understand this. Jesus, he walked upon this planet as a man. He was anointed by the Holy Ghost as a man. And not one miracle, not one sign and wonder took place until he was filled with the Holy Ghost at the River Jordan when he was baptized by John the prophet. And we have to understand that. And we have to understand that when he operated in all these things, that there were gifts of the Spirit in operation through him. And he was our example for these latter days, and he was our example for every day of life. If we'll look at him, we'll understand how to operate. But see, it was his will 
that all these things took place. And it was the will of God by the Holy Ghost. Let's look at Luke's chap Luke chapter 7 and verse 11. Now it happened the day after that he went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him in a large crowd. And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from that city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried him stood still. And he said, Young man, I said, You arise. So he who was dead sat up and began to speak, and he presented him to his mother. Then fear came upon all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen among us, and God has visited his people. And this report went about him throughout all Judea and all the surrounding cities. All this report went everywhere concerning what happened. And you know, and it, it would be like if we had the, the national news today, if this happened in the national news, there would be some reporters out there broadcasting it. But see, this was all word of mouth. But you know, when Jesus, he seen this woman, he had compassion upon her. He said, this lady, that's her only child. She's going to be all alone. She doesn't have anybody. He had compassion on her. And the passion and the compassion and empathy, all these things working together in him, they caused him to cause that, stop, uh, that coffin to stop and say, I'm going to help this woman out. And the gifts of the Spirit operated through him, and he was led by the Holy Ghost to go out and stop these people as they were carrying this dead man out in his coffin, and he was raised from the dead. Now, uh, this is the gift of faith, special faith, the working of miracles and the gifts of healings working together. Now, when he spoke to that uh, man and told him to rise up, this was the gift of special faith in operation. It was the working of miracles because it was not a natural thing for this man to be dead and rise up. It was against the natural course of nature. And the gifts of healings were in operation because when he, he uh, told him to rise, he said, young man, I say to you, arise. When he said that and he came back to life, that was the gift of special faith in operation. And that meant that there was a supernatural manifestation of the Spirit, of the gift of special faith, and it was an ongoing miracle. Well, when uh, he was raised up, that was the working of miracles in operation and the gifts of healings, because if he hadn't been healed, he would have died instantly. He could have been raised from the dead, but if a manifestation of the gifts of healings were in operation and him be totally well, then he would have passed away again. But no, he presented him to his mother, and he was well. And uh, she knew she was going to be alone, but the compassion of God, it flipped the switch of the gift of working of miracles, the gift of faith, and the gifts of healings into operation. And they uh, started operating as the Holy Ghost wills because he seen the love that Jesus had for that woman, that he was doing it for her. He wasn't doing it for his own glory. He was doing it to help that young man. He was doing it to help that woman. 
his mother. He was doing it because he had compassion. Compassion is one of the keys to the gifts of the Spirit of being in operation that you are so intent on helping someone else that it doesn't matter what you have on your mind or what you have to do that day, but you want to see that person helped. Amen? And you want, and you can understand that person, that they only had one child, and if, uh, if that child was gone, then they were alone and uh, probably uh, was uh, no one else around them to help them or anything. But the compassion of God flipped the switch. Amen. And the Holy Spirit operated this gift of the Spirit through the Lord Jesus Christ as He will. Now you say, well, it's the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, but uh, still the gifts of the Spirit were in operation as He wills. And today, these gifts of the Spirit are in operation as the Lord Jesus Christ wills because the Spirit of God knows the mind of Jesus, the mind of the Father, and he operates these gifts as Jesus wills today because he's risen from the dead and seated at the right hand of the Father. He's the head of the church. And when we pray and, uh, and God sees our heart, then a lot of times these gifts will be in operation because of that fact. Um, if you'll study Catherine Kuhlman's ministry, you'll understand that she spent so much time with God. She knew the Holy Spirit better than she knew anyone else on this planet. And there were times that uh, people would be healed and miracles and signs and wonders would take place. She'd go to a hotel and if you'll read some of her books and study her ministry, there would be people five floors up and five floors down. Every person on those floors would be healed. People uh, out in front of the hotel she was in in a wheelchair would instantly get up and walk out of that wheelchair because of the compassion that she had upon mankind, because of the love of God that was poured in her heart by the Holy Ghost was in such manifestation that she, uh, she had such a ministry and a heart for people that it, uh, and great compassion that the Holy Spirit used her mightily. Amen. And this is something we need to look at too. And have compassion, not just for our own glory that we want to be used in the gifts of the spirit and then go out and tell everybody boy god use me you ought to seen that no you see what god did to help that person amen and see what god did to help that widow that woman that didn't have but one child and he was dead too what he what uh, the holy ghost did to help her that's what we have to give glory to the lord jesus christ and not to ourselves amen I don't know how I got off on all that, but I won't take it back. It was good anyway. Now let's go to 1 Kings chapter 17 and verses 8 through 16. And this is Elijah and the widow. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he had come to the gate of the city, Indeed, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, As the Lord your God lives, I do, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see... I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it 
and die. She said, we don't have anything else, and we're going to starve to death. This is all we have left. And Elijah said to her, do not fear. Go and do this as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me and afterward make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil dry, run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and her household ate for many days. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. Now see, this was the working of miracles. She did what the prophet told her to do, and when she did, she had to do something. But when she did something, it changed the course of nature. It was a supernatural manifestation of God by the Holy Ghost that this flour and oil did not dry up, but it continued each and every day until it rained, because she obeyed God, she got her miracle. That was great sustenance. I mean, if it hadn't rained for a long time because Elijah had told it not to rain. And he said, it's not going to rain until I tell it to rain again. That's what he told Ahab. And it didn't rain. But then when uh, he did tell it to rain, it did. But you know, uh, this bin of flour and oil, the jar of oil did not dry up. It did not run out. It was there continually. Because he knew that when he obeyed God and told this woman to do what the Holy Spirit told him to do, Elijah did what the Holy Spirit told him to do, that the working of miracles was going to be in manifestation. Plus, it was an ongoing miracle, so when he spoke it, it became uh, the gift of special faith and operation as well. These two gifts work together so often that it didn't run out. It was a continual miracle. Now see, the the gift of faith, it receives a miracle, and when she obeyed God, it produced the miracle, the working of miracles, and then it did not run out. It was continual until. So we have to understand that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, that when we obey Him, we can receive our miracle. We can get what God wants us to have. It was the will of God because he told Elijah to go there because he'd already told that woman. He said, I've got a woman there that's going to provide food for you. Why? Because he was the prophet of God. He was the one that God used. Now, when she gave to him, it was a supernatural manifestation of reaping and sowing as well. It became a miraculous reaping and sowing. She sowed her bread and she reaped the multitudes back out of it. Amen. And not only food, but she also reaped her life. Because if she hadn't obeyed God, they would have lost their lives from starvation. She not only got the bread, but she received life. Amen. So this is what we have to understand. When we obey God, God is trying to give us more life. Amen. Now let's look at uh, Elisha and the widow's oil. Now a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and now you know that your servant feared the Lord, and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. 
And Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, Your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, Go borrow vessels from everywhere from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few, and when you come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your son. Then put it into all the vessels and set aside the full. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to the son, Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, There is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay her debt, you and your son's lives on the rest. It never ceased until she ran out of vessels. We need to understand this. When she obeyed God, it was a gift of working of miracles. When she acted upon it, she had to work a miracle by obeying God. When he spoke it forth, it happened, but she had to do something. And when she did what she was told to do by the prophet, then what happened was she received enough oil to pay her debt and uh, all this stuff. Everything she needed was taken care of when she obeyed God because he obeyed the Holy Spirit by telling her what to do. Now, see, if he hadn't quit getting vessels, I'm 100% sure that it would never have run out. If he'd have kept getting vessels, and bringing them to her, and bringing them to her, and bringing them to her, and bringing them to her. If he could have got a million vessels, that oil would not have run out until she got that million vessels full of oil. Because it didn't run out until she ran out of vessels. Didn't have anywhere to put it. This is the thing. It could have been something so supernatural even more if she'd have got more vessels. You think about that. When she obeyed God, he didn't put a limit on it. He said, go get more. He said, don't get a few, but get a bunch of them. Get a bunch. God wants you to have more than enough. But see, this was a miracle that took place because she obeyed God. And it was the will of God for her debts to be paid. It was the will of God for her to have more than enough. You know, and it was, an, it was good for her to have enough for her and her son to live on the rest of it. What she had left over, they could live on it. He wanted her needs met. Sometimes we wonder if God wants our needs met. This is a good example right here. Now, and this woman was a, she was a servant of Abraham. She was a, a descendant of Abraham. But you know what? We are children of the Almighty God. We have the Abrahamic covenant, but we also have a new and better covenant that's established on new and better promises in the New Testament. And all of our needs are met. But we have to believe and act upon the word of God just like she did. And then all these things take place. Now, let's look at John chapter 6. And we'll take an example of the same working of miracles that took place. It was the same Lord, the same God, the same Holy Ghost. But it was in Jesus' ministry. John chapter 6, verse 1. After these things, Jesus went over to the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. Then a great multitude followed him because they saw his signs, which he performed on those who were diseased. And Jesus went up on the mountain and there set his disciples. 
When the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was near, then Jesus lifted up his eyes, and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread that these may eat? But this he said to test them, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may have a little bit. He said, it'd take that much money just to give them a little. Philip answered him, two hundred denarii worth. Now he was looking at money to be a supply. Now let's go to verse 8. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There's a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish. Well, what are they among so many? Then Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in numbers of five, about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples and the disciples to those sitting down, and likewise of the fish as much as they wanted. So when they were filled, he said to his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing, nothing is lost. Therefore they gather, gathered them up and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which were left over by those who had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the sign that Jesus did, said, This is truly the prophet who has come into the world. This is the same working of miracles that happened for this woman with the the jar of oil. It's the same working of miracles that happened with the widow at Zarephath. It's the same working of miracles that happened in Jesus Christ's life when he took that small amount and it multiplied and it multiplied and it multiplied and it multiplied until there was a, an abundance left over. Just like with the lady with the, the jar of oil. She had a bunch left over and it wouldn't have run out if she had not run out of vessels and with the lord jesus christ he fed every person that was there but not only that but there were 12 baskets left over so he's the god of more than enough if you need a miracle he will give you a miracle that will give you more than enough not just enough he's the god of plenty He's the God of all-knowing. He's the God of the resurrection. He's the God of prosperity. He's the God that gives us everything that we'll ever need and then an abundance. Amen? So we have to look at what happened in the Lord Jesus' ministry just like it did in Elijah and Elisha's ministries. And there were miracles that took place. Now let's go down here to... Uh, Let's go look at 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. We'll look at another example of the work in a miracle. And the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, See now, the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. Let us go to the Jordan and let every man take a beam from there and let us make there a place where we may dwell. So we answered, Go. Then one said, Please consent to go with your servants. And he said, I will go. So he went with them. And when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. But one was cutting down a tree, and the iron axe head fell into the water. And he cried out and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. He said, I borrowed this axe, and the axe head fell in the 
the water into the, and he didn't know how he was going to get it out. So the man of God said, where did it fall? And he showed him the place. So he cut off a stick and threw it in there and, and he made the iron float. Then he said, pick it up for yourself. So he reached at his hand and took it. This was a working miracle. If you take a stick and throw it in the water, in a creek, lake, river, whatever it is, it's not going to make an axe head float, not unless it's a miracle. Now, uh, you might take uh, a fishing line or something like that and hook onto it and drag it up. It's not too heavy, but you're not going to just throw a stick in the water and it raise the iron head up unless it's a working of miracles. Elisha worked a miracle because he threw the stick in the water, and when he did, it caused that axe head to rise up, and then he told the boys, they go get it yourself. He told him, he says, go get it for yourself. And he took it because it was a working of miracles. It was something that was supernatural. It was against the course of natural uh, things taking place wherever we're at. If it's a natural happening, it's not supernatural. It's not a manifestation of the Spirit. But when it's something that's contrary to nature and it manifests, then that is a working of miracles. Amen? And we have to see that these prophets of old had these uh, miracles operating in their ministry. There were signs and wonders that followed them. Now let's look at John chapter 9 and Jesus' ministry again. Uh, John chapter 9 and verse 1. Now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sin, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sin. And he went and washed and came back seeing. He worked a miracle. The working of miracles and the gifts of healings were in operation. This was against the natural course of nature. When he told this man, when he took dirt and took his saliva and made a clay and put it upon his eyes, and he said, Now you go, and when you go, and you obey what Jesus told him to do. He went in faith. When he went and washed it off his eyes, he received his sight. Amen. A miracle healing took place. The blind man had to do something for that to happen, though. And it was the working of miracles. When you have the working of miracles in operation, there has to be someone doing something to work that miracle. Just like the lady with the jar of oil. She had to pour oil into her jars. She kept pouring and it didn't run out until they were all filled up. Just like the widow Zarephath. She had to make the bread and she had to give the first piece, piece to Elijah. And when she did, it was operating the working of miracles. That you have to do something to work a miracle. Now, if you work, you're going to do something. Now, if you don't work, you're not going to do anything. But when you obey the Holy Ghost and obey what he tells you to do, it's the working of miracles.
faith. Amen. A lot of people get confused with the gift of special faith in the working of miracles. But when God tells you to do something and then the person that you tell to do that act does it, then it's a working of miracle. And a lot of times of gifts of healings, working of miracles, gifts of special faith, they all work together. Now let's look at Mark chapter 4. And we'll look at uh, verse 35. And this is the Lord Jesus. And it was another miracle that took place under his ministry. Verse 35, the wind and obey, they obeyed Jesus. On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And the other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose. And the waves beat into the boats that it was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the, and the sea obey him? They said even the wind and the sea obey him. Who could this be? Jesus used his faith and authority as a child of God to work a miracle. And the working of miracles was in operation. He was the child of God at the time, but now he has many brethren. The Greek, the Greek concordance reads miracles as explosions of almightiness. Now, when Jesus spoke this out, and it was a manifestation of the Holy Ghost through the Lord Jesus Christ, then there were explosions of almightiness that came forth from him. He knew that he had authority over these winds and over these waves, and that they didn't have authority over him, but he had authority over them. And that they were not going to take any authority over him, but he was going to tell it what it had to do, and it had to obey him. He knew it didn't have any other choice. Now, uh, we have to use our faith. We have to use our authority. And we have to believe that the Holy Ghost, when we do those things, is going to do what he wants to do. But we have to be inspired by him. And when we're inspired by him to say the things he wants us to say, then that's when the working of miracles will take place because it's only as he will. It was the will of God for them to go to the other side. Jesus said, let's go to the other side. Well, this wind and the waves, they became boisterous because the enemy, Satan, didn't want them to go to the other side because he knew what Jesus was going to do when he got over there. He caused all that trouble. If you got any trouble, it's going to be the devil that brings it up, not you. It's not going to be God, but it's going to be the devil bringing this trouble up. What you have to do is rise up in faith and take the authority that you have in Christ Jesus because you are in him, knowing that the authority that you have and the gift of special faith in the working of miracles as the Holy Ghost gives you inspiration to act upon what he tells you to do is going to take care of that situation. Amen? Now let's look at this again. The Greek concordance reads miracles as explosions of almightiness. It means impelling, staggering wonders and astonishment. 
it means that there are explosions of almightiness coming forth by the Holy Ghost as we obey him. Now, Howard Carter, he uh, wrote a book on the gifts of the Spirit. I admonish you to get that one. If you don't, if you don't have it, buy it. And if you don't have the book by Brother Kenneth E. Hagan on uh, spiritual gifts, I admonish you to buy that and study them and read both these books. They'll help you a lot. There are some other books, but I think these are the two best that I know of on the gifts of the Spirit. But Howard Carter said an individual operating in this gift as the Holy Spirit uses you participates in the same power of God that was manifested when God created the world. God said, let there be light, and there was light when he said it. And I believe that this is the way it worked with God, that he said it, the Holy Ghost performed it, and it was done because the Holy Spirit was hovering over the face of the deep. And when God said, let there be light, there was light. Everything that God said, it was it manifest. Amen. But see, we have to understand that when we operate in these gifts of the Spirit, that there are explosions of almightiness as God uses us. It doesn't mean we're almighty, but God uses us and allows just a little bit of His omnipotence to flow through us. Just a little bit. We couldn't handle all of it because we couldn't handle that power, but he lets just a little trinkle of his almightiness flow through us to change things. Amen. And we have to understand that it's his will when he does it and that it's his will to use us. A lot of people just won't focus on it enough and don't believe that he wants to use them, and he doesn't because he can't. Amen. Now, uh, let's go to the book of Acts, and we'll look at Stephen. He was one of the chosen because the uh, apostles, they were going, you know, we uh, and the disciples, they were saying, we need to be studying the Word and teaching the Word, and we're having to do all these other things, but we need to choose some people to help us in this uh, in the ministry of helps to help wait on tables and so forth and so on. So uh, let's read uh, Acts chapter 6, and we'll start in verse 5. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen. And they said, we're going to choose some people that are going to do these things. And then uh, they said, uh, when they said that, it pleased the whole multitude. They said, oh, yeah, y'all go ahead and do the teaching of the Word and studying the Word, but get somebody to help us, and they can wait tables and do different things in the ministry, the work of the ministry. And they were in the ministry of helps. You have to understand this, that each one of these people were ministry of help and the saying pleased the whole multitude and they chose Stephen a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit and Philip Prochorus Nakamor I can't pronounce some of these people's names very well but anyway Timon Parmenas and Nicholas a proselyte from Antioch whom they set before the apostles and when they had prayed they laid hands on them then the word of the Lord spread, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Now, a lot of people say, well, only preachers are called to do these in the gifts of the Spirit, and only preachers are called to do miracles and signs and wonders, and only preachers are the only ones that God uses in these gifts. Well... I'm here to tell you that, that that's not so because if that was the case, he would not have used Stephen, but he did. 
He used Stephen. He was a man full of faith and power, and he did great wonders and signs among the people. He used him in the gifts of the Spirit. And he would not have done one great wonder or one sign without the gifts of the Spirit in operation in his ministry. But a lot of times people say, well, all I'm going to do, I might wait tables, but God couldn't use me. Well, he won't use you if you don't think he can. That's the problem with people. He wants to use everybody that will let him. But we don't let him because we don't want it for other people to think we're flaky or something. But it's not flaky for God to use you in great miracles and signs and wonders. And we have to understand that. A lot of times it's fear that inhibits the work of God. Now I've heard this, uh, I've heard different songs and different things. There's nothing God can't do. God can do anything. Well, he can do anything you'll let him do through you. But in these last days, after the Lord Jesus Christ was resurrected and seated at the right hand of the Father, if the body doesn't do anything, Jesus doesn't do anything. Because it's through us that he wants to do these things. That's the reason people like me are called into the ministry to teach you that you can do these things if you will only ask the Holy Spirit to use you and pray for these gifts to be a manifestation in your ministry. Amen? Now let's look at Hebrews chapter 2. Let's go over into the New Testament. Hebrews. And we'll see an example here. Therefore we must... Well, let's look at Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1. I'm sorry. Therefore we must give the more earnest heed to things we have heard, lest we drift away. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast and every transgression and a disobedience received them a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him? God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. Now he has not changed. He wants to use us in these gifts. He was bearing witness with signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit. Study this right here. Study uh, Hebrews chapter 2. I don't have time to go into all of it today. But you'll understand that God, he is a God that wants to show himself strong by using these gifts of the Spirit. Various miracles. And it's the will of God. But we have to do it as the will of God when he tells us to do it. Amen. Now let's look at 2 Kings chapter 2 and verse 19. And this is Elisha performs a miracle. Then the men of the city said to Elisha, then we'll start in verse 19. I'm sorry, verse 19. Then the men of the city said to Elisha, Please notice the situation of this city is pleasant and as my Lord sees, but the water is bad and the ground barren. And he said, Bring me a new bowl and put salt in it. So he brought it to him. They brought it to him. I'm sorry. And he went out to the source of the water and cast in the salt there, and said, Thus says the Lord, I have healed this water. From it there shall be no more death or barrenness. So the water remains healed to this day, according to the word of Elisha, 
which which he spoke. Now this was the working of miracles when he told them to bring the salt to him. He put the salt into the to the uh, water as the Holy Ghost told him to do it. Then this was the working of miracles. And then when he spoke it out, and he said, I have healed this water, from it there shall be no more death nor barrenness. This was the gift of special faith in operation. And it, when he received that miracle, he received it. And then it happened, and it's still happening today, because he said it will be have no more death or barrenness in it ever again. And it hasn't to this day. And it won't because it's a gift of special faith and operation. Let's look at some uh, examples in the book of Acts in Acts 2.22. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know. Now let's go to Acts chapter 8 and verse 6. And the multitudes with one accord hated the things which were spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Now see, the Lord Jesus Christ performed miracles, but then we have Philip. Now Philip was an evangelist. And if you'll study the book of Acts, you'll find out that Philip, he was called into the ministry as an evangelist. And then when he was called into the uh, into that ministry, he had great miracles and signs and wonders and healings take place in his ministry. So it's not just for those days of old in the book of Acts. And if you'll study the book of Acts, the book of Acts is still being written today. And we could say it's the Acts of the Holy Ghost. And after the Holy Spirit was poured out upon mankind in Acts chapter 2, then all these miracles and signs and wonders started taking place in the body of Christ. Let's look at Acts uh, chapter 8, verse 13. Simon, he was a sorcerer who got born again. Then Simon himself also believed, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed seeing the miracles and signs which were done. Now Simon, he was a sorcerer, but he traveled with Philip there, and he seen all these signs and wonders that were done, and he was amazed. And he did all these things in front of all these people, but he didn't do it by the right spirit. Now let's look at uh, Acts chapter 15 and verse 12. Then all the multitude kept silent and listened to Barnabas and Paul, declaring how many miracles and wonders God had worked through them among the Gentiles. Now, these were not uh, people of Israel. These were Gentiles, uh, people that were not under the Abrahamic covenant. They were not born again. But Barnabas and Paul did many miracles and wonders because God worked them through them. And now let's read this again. Then all the multitudes kept silent and listened to Barnabas and Paul declaring how many miracles and wonders God had worked through them among the Gentiles. He worked it through them. He didn't do it himself. It says he worked wonders and miracles through them. That's the same thing he does today. But people get confused. Well, if it was God's will, it'd happen. No, if it was God's will, if it's God's will, sometimes he wants us to do something so something can happen. Amen? They didn't just sit there. They went out and did some things, if you'll study their ministry. Let's look at Acts chapter 19, verses 11 and 12. The, the miracles, they glorify Christ. 
Now, God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought through from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. They, they took handkerchiefs to Paul and unusual miracles. These were miracles that took place when they put these handkerchiefs or aprons upon these people that were sick. The diseases left and the evil spirits went out of them. Amen. Now let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28. And God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, administrations, varieties of tongues. Now this right here tells me that these were different gifts by the Holy Ghost, the apostles and the prophets and the teachers, and miracles were in the church prevalent in those days. Gifts of healings were prevalent in those days. And the helps ministry was prevalent. He appointed all these. He appointed miracles in the church, and he appointed gifts of healings in the church. God appointed these in the church. But what do we see anymore? We don't see it like it should be. We're not following the, the laws of God by not uh, allowing these things to be taking place in our ministries more than, than they are. Amen? Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 29. Are all apostles or all prophets or all teachers or all workers of miracles? No, well, some people have different gifts, but some people need this gift of working of miracles in their ministry. But you don't see it as prevalent as we should be, but I'm believing that after this teaching, more people are going to get hungry for it and we're going to see it more prevalent in our ministries. Amen. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 5. Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Now, see, a lot of people say, well, and this is what I've heard a lot. Well, if you don't get right with God today, brother, you're going to end up, it's a terrible mess you're going to be in. Instead of us believing God to use us and all the gifts of the Spirit so we can go out and help mankind to have the devil taken out of their lives by miracles and signs and wonders and see them manifest in our ministries and in our personal lives, not just preachers, but every person in the body of Christ operating in these gifts as the Spirit wants. Amen? Now, John the Baptist sent a message to Jesus, and this was something that uh, Jesus sent back to him. Verse 18, Then the disciples of John reported to him concerning all these, and John called two of his disciples to him, sent them to Jesus, saying, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? When the men had come to him, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to you. And they said, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? Now John sent them to him. But uh, at that very hour, Jesus cured many of infirmities, afflictions, and evil spirits, and to many blind he gave sight. He said, Well, go tell him. And Jesus answered and said to them, Go tell John the things you have seen and heard. Now, there's one, uh, there's one gospel that says, Go tell John again. He said, I told him once, tell him again, that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, 
the dead are raised, the poor have the gospel preached to them, and blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Jesus said, you can tell him that all these miracles are taking place. I am the Christ. This was proof that he was. And today, people, we need to prove that the gospel is alive by allowing the Holy Ghost to operate through us and that we see the lame walk, the blind see, the COVID patients heal, the hospitals cleared out, the, the dead raised, the poor have the gospel preached to them. And we can see that the works of God manifested upon this planet. Now, John chapter 14, I'm getting really close to being done here, but this is a very important part of this message. John chapter 14 and verse 12. Most assuredly, I'll say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, excuse me, and greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now see, Jesus said the works that I do, you'll do, and greater works than these say you do because I'm going to the Father. Why did he say that? Because he knew that he could only do a certain amount upon the earth. It was only one of him. But when he is multiplied and the body of Christ will come together and operate in all the gifts of the Spirit as they're supposed to, each and every one gifted as they should be, that there will be multitudes of Jesus upon this earth and with mighty miracles, signs, and wonders everywhere, sick people healed left and right, not afraid of COVID, but going out and saying the anointing destroys every yoke as the Holy Ghost wills, and every disease is what the Lord Jesus Christ, every sickness, Jesus went out and healed all that were oppressed of the devil. Amen? Now let's look at verse 15 of John chapter 14. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. A little while longer, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live, you will live also. At that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. You have to understand it's not you doing it, it's the Holy Ghost. It's the Lord Jesus Christ living in you. The same Spirit that lives in Jesus Christ Himself lives in you. And it's the same resurrecting power that lives in the Lord Jesus Christ that lives in you. It's the same God that lives in Him that lives in you. It's the same God that... Jesus said, I am in my Father, and you and me, and I'm in you. We're all one. It's him doing the works. Jesus said, it's not me doing the works anyway. It's the Father that lives in me that does the works. In John chapter 14, read the whole thing. I don't have time to read it all. Now let's look at Mark chapter 16 and verse 19. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. He said that the apostles went out 
and preached the gospel everywhere, and the Lord worked with them, confirming the word through the accompanying signs. This is exactly what he will do through you today. It's the same Lord Jesus Christ that performed those miracles in that lives in you. It's the same Holy Ghost that he said he will send to you, the promise of the Father that will do the works through you. And you can do the works of God because if you will ask God for these gifts of the Spirit I've been teaching on, let him use you. You shall see great and mighty wonders done through him, through you, because Jesus said, I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Greater is he that is within you than he that's in the world. Amen. Praise God and all mighty in heaven. He is such an awesome God. And Father God, we thank you for using us. We thank you for using us in these gifts of the Spirit. We thank you for using us in the working of miracles. Gifts of special faith, working of miracles, the healings, gifts of healings, anything you want to use us in, Lord. We thank you and we give you glory ahead of time for each and everything you're going to do through us. We thank you. We love you, Father God. We love you, Lord Jesus. We love you, Holy Ghost. And we thank you for using us in every area. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like to support our ministry, you can become a partner by clicking the support link in the description. You can also give by going to our website, wacba.org, and clicking on the giving tab. Thank you so much for supporting us to help us send the gospel around the world through our podcast. We pray God's blessings be upon you abundantly, and we thank you so much in Jesus' name.